This is Shayna. And Chris. And we are Bad Queers. If you came out of the closet and got put in a box of stereotypes you don't belong to, then welcome to the Bad Queers Club. All right. This week in Queer Urban Dictionary, I have hasbian. Hasbian. Just a noun. It's derogatory slang. Um, that means a former lesbian who has become heterosexual or bisexual. My sentence is her bitter ex-girlfriend started a rumor she was a hasbian in a desperate but failed attempt to turn her queer friends against her. Hasbian. That was so dramatic. It was, wasn't it? It was dramatic when I wrote it up. I was like, I just wanted so to leave the pause as well. I was yeah. trying not to Thank like, you. laugh. Thank you. No, that's fine. So that the effect I appreciate could be it. there. Let it let it just hang. Just let it go. Yeah. Mm-hmm, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. That's so funny. Wow. Let it be known. Let Mm, it be mm, known. mm. All right. My queer urban dictionary word of the week is femme stone top. Each of these could be defined separately, but we're we're putting them all together. So femme stone top is to say someone is stone is to say that the person does not permit sexual touch, especially penetrative upon their person. In other words, if a stone person is having partnered sex, they would be the pitching, not the catching partner. AKA the top. So I didn't put a sentence, did I? No, I did. No, I didn't. Oh my goodness, I didn't put a sentence. So uh, we're coming off it live off the dome. So a femme stone top, you go near her, she's just going to bat your hand away and say no, and then slam you down, flip it, reverse it, and have her way with you. Femme stone top. Hmm. Live sentence. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta try okay you did all right i did my best you did all right uh we have a lot to talk about again today because the second week in this month and we haven't stopped so yeah another extended category is welcome and we're gonna praise billy porter our first category is is trans youth are suing louisiana for banning minors from accessing gender affirming care. So if you thought that these laws were going to stop, they're not. The people are gonna continue to come for the children, especially for trans children. A lot of states right now are putting out legislation that is basically trying to wipe away the fact that trans people even exist. They don't wanna recognize them as people. They're not gonna recognize them in any way, shape or form within the court of law. So with this one, A lawsuit was filed in federal court on Tuesday alleges that a law restricting medically necessary treatments like puberty blockers and hormone replacement therapy violates the state constitution. According to the complaint, the restrictions infringe on the privacy of trans youth and their families by preventing them from making appropriate medical decisions in consultation with doctors. The act's prohibition on providing evidence-based and medically necessary care for transgender adolescents with gender dysphoria stands directly at odds with transgender adolescents' right to obtain the medical treatment they need as recommended by their medical providers and with the support of their parents. It also claims that the law violates the U.S. Constitution's guarantee of equal protection of the laws by depriving trans youth access to basic medical treatment. They're just trying to keep them out of the doctor's office, y'all. They don't want them... Mm -hmm to do anything. So of course, Lambda Legal and a team of law firms filed the case on behalf of trans youth and their families, including pseudonyms plaintiff Max Moe. In a statement, Moe says that gender affirming care saved his life. This, this healthcare has allowed me to be happy, healthy, and my true authentic self, the boy I know I am. I'm terrified of what the healthcare ban will do and worry about my mental health might deteriorate, how my mental health might deteriorate. Despite those benefits, 23 states currently have laws on the books limiting the kinds of medical treatment that trans minors can receive. A majority of those states are facing lawsuits for restricting trans youth health care, and Arkansas's law has already been struck down in court. So that's a positive there. Uh, We will continue to pay attention to what happens in Louisiana. You all continue to pay attention, even if you don't live there, even if you don't live in this country. You can still call the lawmakers that are putting these bills out there and call for support amongst the government there. So keep an eye out. These are not going to stop. They're going to continue to get more and more extreme and we have to continue to fight them. And it is election year, uh, which we're all just giddy about. Um, Mm -hmm. So make sure you're registered to vote and pay attention to your local and state elections. 
very important. Not just the presidential race this year, which is just, I'm already exhausted. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We are 11 days in and it is in quite a year. So, yeah, pay attention this year and vote. Um, Just, I mean, just vote. Um, So we left off last week's episode mentioning uh, Claudine Gay and that DEI is this year's CRT. Um, So our next category is, is (laughs) DEI is this year's CRT. Um, Claudine Gay's resignation and Bill Ackman fucks around and finds out. Mm -hmm. It's a lot, a lot here. There's a lot in this ball of news uh, that's been happening. By now, most people know that Claudine Gay uh, resigned on January 2nd um, as president of Harvard. I had a little pop-up come up. It scared me. It was <laughs> garage band scared me to death. Um, following weeks of accusations of plagiarism um, in her academic work, um, this crusade was led primarily by billionaire Bill Ackman, um, New York representative Elise uh, Stefanik, and Chris Ruf- Rufo. Um, all three of these people have made it public that they sought to get Claudine Gay out in addition to some other uh, university presidents and all of them are anti DEI um, mm-hmm. and have started another fake culture war on DEI, which mm-hmm. again is this year's CRT. Before we get to the DEI and the CRT, <laughs> the fuck around and find out part. So Bill Ackman's wife, uh, Neri Oxman was found to have committed multiple instances of plagiarism herself mm. uh, in her 2010 doctoral uh, dissertation, um, as well as other two other peer-reviewed papers she wrote respectively uh, in 2007 and 2011. It also resurfaced that uh, in 2017, um, as a professor at the MIT Media Lab, she deputized a student to dispatch a thank you gift to Jeffrey Epstein, mm. who's a big donor. Mm. So that... All all the lights <laughs> on his wife's uh, academic work herself. Bill is out there spiraling on Twitter, writing whole pages of n- just nonsense, defending his wife. He's going after Business Insider, who was the force, first publication to um, report on these multiple instances of plagiarism. Um, and just really spiraling out, like being like, well, plagiarism's not that bad. You know, now it's not that bad because his mm-hmm. wife plagiarized. And now right. it's not the same. And he's trying to make a point of, well, she's not leading a university and all of the things just spiraling out. And again, m- maybe our our first true fuck around and find out situation, because, yeah, like, <laughs> let's look at plagiarism across the board. Um, and I'm glad that his wife was found out with that. So. Hope to keep that up. That was that was a treat to see, um, even though I am sad about Claudine Gay stepping down. But there was a lot going on um, in addition to the uh, accusa- accusations of plagiarism. Now, back to the DEI. Yes. Also, if you all don't know what DEI is, it's diversity, yeah. equity and oh, inclusion. Yes. You, please do. Thank Just you. Just breaking that Thank down. And then so CRT much. is the critical race theory. Thank Sometimes you so we much. forget to describe the acronyms, but I want to be yeah. sure that the people know that that's what we're discussing. Yeah. And, and you actually, even before we get into it, because you do your your nine to five job is in DEI. Can you describe it to people who are like, OK, I know I know the acronym, but like, what does it kind of entail? I mean, you don't have to get into your specific role, but just I guess the world of DEI as it yes. functions in the corporate world. Yes. Yeah. I was like, we got into my job. My job is slightly different from the day to day DEI. Yeah. But overall, DEI does what we should have been doing at work, basically helping to make sure that folks from various backgrounds feel safe, feel included, that we are actually putting people into leadership positions and not just being sexist or racist or ableist or any of the other ists and isms um, that could block Mm -hmm. somebody's progress in work. So basically DEI is like an internal accountability space for professionals to make sure that they are treating everybody that works there equally. So whether you're a parent, whether you're um, from the military, whether you're LGBTQ+, Black, Brown, Indigenous, Asian, all of the above, you're making sure that your experience at work 
is good. So it takes it from like a different step where like HR is making sure that stuff works and flows and you're getting all your benefits and, you know, they help to come across conflict. DEI is actually looking at the policies, um, recruiting, how people manage internally, Mm -hmm. things like that. And they set up those systems and processes as well as creating safe spaces within the workplace too. So they could oversee if you've ever heard of an ERG, which is an employee resource group. A lot of times the DEI teams oversee them and they make sure to amplify not only holidays, but bringing in diverse people to help with programming. They make sure that any needs and issues that happen amongst those groups are elevated in the right way and that people support them in the way that's needed. The resources are provided to them, all of that. They basically make the work experience human and hold Mm -hmm. companies accountable. So that's DEI in a nutshell. I love that. Look at you. I'm a professional. Cut. Ah, thank you so much. Cut that thing. Thank you so much. That's going to be the internal video for somebody. We'll sell that as well. That's a different type of ad. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Uh, but you sell that. Uh, you're paying me a lot for it. You're yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we need all of that. Why? Because historically, this country is not and has never been a meritocracy it's never mm-hmm. been about ability or mm-hmm. talent and all mm-hmm. that we're not a colorblind society none of those things and when we're focusing on like black education for hundreds of years in many states black people weren't legally allowed to learn and following the civil war there were still policy and resistance to black people going to colleges and universities we didn't start going, black people didn't start going to college in mass until after the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which, by the way, the price of college started going up too. correlation there. But for this for this discussion, this illusion of things being equal, it's just never happened. So any initiative, whether it's DEI or affirmative action that was struck down or any initiatives like that are just attempts to correct centuries of racist policy or, you know, um, all the isms and, and things that we spoke of. We're still a long way from correcting any of that. Like I was looking at it. So it's been 159 years since the civil war ended. Open discussion to you. What? white led initiative can white people stand behind and say like hey now that really made up for it like what can they say that we didn't die fighting for or get harassed or anything like there's nothing they can point to that is like oh we did that like we put the energy around it we made sure we righted our wrongs like there's nothing here in america that has been done That's why the discussion of reparations and reparative justice and economic justice for us are ongoing because like not only has oppression never stopped, it just evolves like it's Mm -hmm. just different in every era. And slavery lasted here in America officially for 246 years. You cannot tell me that there's something that white people have done to fix anything and it, it, it again it's all aspects across our life like there's nothing it's like the worst group project ever they'll start initiatives then they go away or they don't benefit us in the case of affirmative action so like can you think of anything that they've done that's like oh okay yeah they did that they did that like anything because i can't i was like i don't i don't think there's anything you can really like, stand behind and it's not even and this this is only like within the queer community as well to go and like Harvey Milk, uh huh, and the work that he did. <laughs> that's really that's really what I got. Yeah, I and got. that even with that, you know, that's you know, you know that at least with that initiative, there are definitely black and brown people who either inspired or helped or are part of it. Like, there's just there's nothing like there's nothing that's been done that like makes up for. 246 years of slavery just slavery alone like we're not even talking about everything that came after it like nothing so if you want this colorblind society you have to do things to remedy why it's not like it's it's kind of crazy to me that it's like they're attacking their own initiatives and i know it's like obviously it's 
different types of white people that are going after this, these, you know, conservatives and right wingers and all that. But like the only people it hurts are the people it's supposed to help. Mm-hmm. Like now there's these discussions of, you know, again, Claudine Gay not being qualified and DEI and other people in places. You, I, I know you've seen the Mark Cuban conversations and mm-hmm. against Elon Musk, where it's like, now we're not qualified. And it's like, how are y'all making that determination? Especially based on a program where it's like, y'all had to come up with that because y'all, you, what you created, like you created this inequity and this, you know, it's nuts, but that's where we are. It's these fake culture wars. It's these discussions about meritocracy versus, you know, DEI, where it's just like, well, but you haven't fixed anything. Like you haven't. So that's where we are. We're back at, at this and all that. And it's no coincidence that it's happening during an election year, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's where we are with these things. Like feel however you feel about Claudine Gay's alleged plagiarism. Some people said it was just bad citations. Some people think it's, it rises to a level where she should have resigned, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now this attack on black people in high places or just, um, us getting into earning the right to go to, to be in these spaces or getting given these opportunities after centuries of not even having the opportunity is not, it's like unhinged behavior. Mm-hmm. So I felt very, very passionately about it. And I wanted us to talk about this. I was like, we have to circle back to this DEI thing. Cause it's, yeah, it's scary the way that things are headed. Yeah. And I think like, Everybody has to kind of wake up where it's like all these things are connected. So, you know, pay attention to this as well. Mm -hmm. What they do with DEI. I do agree with that. It's it's a lot of things. And obviously we're we're talking off the top of our head that we can't remember any initiatives that anybody has done. I'm sure it's out there. Maybe. Hopefully. But (laughs) I was like, (laughs) it's got a map, but it's it's not even like that. They've started They've started these group projects. Right. There's Mm -hmm. there's laws. There's always been good. Mm-hmm. And and fair-minded white people that have tried to do the right thing. Yeah. But it's like slavery was 246 years. Like the energy yeah. to make the and laws. A lot to, of them didn't even know. Exactly. Then it was over. Yeah, exactly. And I was like 246 being generous. <laughs> but like it, it, during that time and the people who were like, oh, they don't, they didn't own slaves and all that. That's the, it's still a part of society. There's still cottage industries built to support it. It's still you oppressed generations of people you know so like there's no energy there's no law that like combats that or matches that you know again 246 years of that um we're just we're just not there and again even the initiatives that have come about violent resistance to it people have died for the right to vote just to vote so I'll get off my soapbox, but I was just like, I mean, terrible group projects. (laughs) They just, they don't finish anything. They, they tear it up. Like affirmative action gone. It didn't even help us, but it's gone now. And then now they're trying to tear up DEI and act like, you know, we don't deserve to be where we are when we work twice as hard. So (sighs) America, huh? Mm -hmm. America. Mm -hmm. Let's go into a happier subject. Awards. (laughs) awards oh, <laughs> people <let's>, winning awards <laughs> let's start with people winning awards because when it wasn't our people um so the golden globes happened sprinkling sprinkle the golden globes happened uh mm-hmm. we'll talk about the golden globes and then we'll we'll transition right into right into the honorary award that angela bassett got so that we can talk about a win um so i watched the golden globes in full mm-hmm What'd you think? If you didn't watch it, you didn't miss anything except for mess and awkwardness. And then wonderful close up shots of Oprah, Gail, Fantasia, Daniel Brooks, all of the people who were at the color purple over to Issa. Issa's mm-hmm. monologue that happened during it was great. It was great. They basically talked about how they were. I forget who the, co-host, who the other guy was, but he he's a great actor and he was also in barbie he was the asian guy in barbie um i know what you're talking about yes. yeah I don't so it's a smooth 
I don't know, but he's amazing. And I'm, I just yeah. can't remember him off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, if you want to Google it. Uh, so they got up and they did a monologue about being black and Asian people playing white characters. That was funny. <laughs> um, so let's start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So they got Joe Coy to be the host. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard of Joe Coy, he is a he is a very funny comedian. He's very he funny. I love his specials. very funny. His specials mm-hmm. are hilarious. He is very entertaining. He did not do great. <laughs> he didn't do great. I want to know who they had before him because he they made it very clear that he got this job 10 days ago and then when things started to flop, like jokes weren't hitting, people weren't laughing, he threw his writer's room under the bus and said, just to be clear, I got this job 10 days ago. Half of these jokes I wrote, half I didn't. The ones that you're laughing at are the ones that I wrote. And I was like, oh, no, Joe, this is <laughs> oh, Joe. this is when it goes oh, no, downhill. Joe. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, Joe, no. Joe, no. <laughs> Joe spiraling. He literally, oh. that's what was happening throughout the show, was watching mm. his spiral throughout, throughout the whole thing. So Who was that last year? Was it, was Gerard Carmichael last year? Because like people do yeah. not want to host <laughs> golden globes anymore yeah he was wasn't he? it has to be yeah he was he was yeah. and he talked so, yeah. about that too <laughs> no so, it was geez. bad there was a person who came on later another the way that i'm terrible at remembering actors names i'm so sorry um another guy came on later white guy in a lot of popular tv shows and things like that his monologue was funnier than joe's I was like, mm-hmm. why don't we just hire this guy? Like at this rate, we just we just got to have somebody entertaining doing this. Um, Issa Rae is hilarious. Why didn't you just do this? But then now everybody, of course, mm-hmm. is having the conversation of do we even need a host for the Golden Globes? I'm like, no, you basically have everybody mm-hmm. reading monologues anyway. Why do we have to add in somebody else? Check the budget. We don't need it. So Joe Coy came out and basically did what most Golden Globes hosts do and most award show hosts do, which are very sexist and borderline racist jokes. Mm-hmm. Even though we had the opportunity to just not do that. The number one, one joke that folks are really eating him up about are the fact that he was talking about how like succession was such an interesting film and all of these other things. And then we talk about Barbie and Barbie was a very empowering pushing against the grain, reteaching you about women empowerment and things like that and bringing that to the forefront. And he was just like, right. And Barbie was about big plastic buoys. And I was just like, <laughs> well, and you, it, they immediately, of course, panned over to the table that had the Barbie cast and nobody was laughing. He did a joke about Taylor Swift, which was the only one that was kind of a chuckle, but it was, it was too easy. He basically said like, you know, the good thing about being here is that while Taylor <laughs> Swift is here, you're going to get less camera shots than when she's mm-hmm. at a football game. Ah, um, that was the only one that was kind of like solid. And that's a very, very low, low bar to go with. So um, he had the opportunity to make a funny joke with Meryl Streep about how his mom loves Meryl Streep. And the only person who wins at these award shows is Meryl Streep. And if she doesn't win, she's mad that Meryl Streep didn't win. That could have been a very funny joke about the fact that Meryl Streep doesn't win. But I think he tried to tie in something like it felt like he mm-hmm. wanted to tie in like a Viola Davis comparison, but he didn't. So instead he talked about Wakanda and made Meryl Streep do the Wakanda forever symbol and all of that. And it was just, it was very awkward to do that. So that is how I'm going to basically describe the golden Globes. It was very awkward. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I feel uncomfortable for him. I feel like this has been days afterwards. <laughs> like, uh-uh. Yeah. And everybody's talking the, about it. So I'm just going to wait for that special clips. when he comes out and talks about what happened at the Golden Globes. Cause you know, it's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, it's coming. I mean, he should turn it into material. I mean, and redeem yourself because he is very funny. His, mm-hmm. his specials are very funny. Yeah. And it's and unfortunate for anybody cool. who hasn't seen him that this is the way right. that he was introduced to them. And they're going to think that they're going to be like, who is this like low rated thing? And he was so high energy because he was so stressed mm-hmm. that it was almost like, ha, 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 you're going to laugh at my joke, right? Ha, ha, you're going to laugh at my joke. Right. Oh. And it's like, Oh, Joe. Oh, oh Joe. No. And oh, it Joe. was like an audible no, groan Joe. every time he came back on stage. So oh, man. it really took away from a lot of the show. Do you think he was able to, 
I mean, he had to have gotten a big bag because he's like at the end of the list, 10 days out. <laughs> so he, I mean, he has all the leverage, mm-hmm. but hopefully he got paid very well yeah. because they were at the bottom of the list and they needed somebody and, you know, yikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's able to cash a, a very big check for this because yeah, that's uh woof. Woof. Woof <laughs> is the right, woof. is, is the right word for that. So, um, yeah, yeah. There was, there was not a lot of us that won either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, did you want to go through the list of the three people? Uh, we yeah. Uh, Lily Gladstone <laughs> is uh, the first indigenous um, Golden Globe winner for best actress. Um, Give a beautiful speech. Beautiful speech. Io Edaberry is best actress in a musical comedy or TV series. And Divine Joy Randolph is best supporting actress. Um, a movie mm-hmm. the motion her picture. speech was great too um so yeah that's you know those are the clips i saw <laughs> of it basically that. Uh, they even, that yeah they even had the audacity for oprah to go on stage and present an award and not have anybody from the color purple win that night mm. how y'all gonna do that to oprah yeah how you how are you gonna do that to oprah you know how they do mm-hmm. you know how they do so it'll be interesting to see how else the color purple fairs and award season yes and all that so is it the oscars are next up or is it the SAG uh, Awards? There's like the Critics' Choice, Critics SAG. Choice, SAG. Yeah. I have hope for the SAG those. Awards. Mm-hmm. Especially after all the shit that they just went through this past year. I feel mm-hmm. like nobody white's going to win anything from there, but we'll find out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Critics' Choice. Like, I have some hope. Yeah. Oscars, I have no hope. Yeah. Oh, Beef won a lot. I saw that Beef, beef won did. A, beef a kinda, lot of things. Kind of yeah. swept a lot for yeah. the series that it is. And then... Mm-hmm. I never finished it. I did get halfway through it. Like I could see. Yeah. But I just didn't finish it. But it it. was, it was good. Cause I do like Ali Wong. Yeah. I like her stuff. Yeah. I like Ali Wong too. So, but yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Succession Mm -hmm. knew they were going to sweep the TV categories Mm -hmm. since they are all done. Um, the bear won a good amount of stuff. Yes. Yes, they did. It was great to see. I saw. So, Mm. you know, Golden Globes. The Golden Globes. You <laughs> miss nothing. Mm, and mm-hmm. yeah, no, you miss nothing. I'm not even yeah. going to go into it. You miss nothing. So let's let's pivot over to uh, Regina King and Angela Bassett, who did the thing. Hey, <laughs> what else? Yeah, let it hang. Let it hang. Let it hang there. Yeah, no. <laughs> you look, hold for applause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for anybody else that giggled along with me yeah. for that. Yeah. You life, are life, a real one. Lifeblood of the Thank show. Thank you so much. <laughs> like, I, that was a joke going moment for me right there. Um, <laughs> so the internet is ablaze with the fact that Regina King and Angela Bassett shared a friendly kiss on stage. Let's set the scene, shall we? There was the Governor's Award on Tuesday. And Angela Bassett received an honorary Oscar for her years long work excellence in TV and film. Angela Bassett finally got an Oscar. She deserved. And Regina King, who has been with her on multiple shows before and films, rightfully was there to present her with the award. After Regina honored her in the way that queens should be honored, discussing their sisterhood, friendship, giving Angela all of the flowers for all of her accolades and the opportunities that they had to work alongside each other and provide memories there. When Angela came up to show her equal amount of appreciation, which was obviously a lot, she grabbed Regina's face, gave her a quick little kiss, told her how much she loved her and continued on her way to give a speech. Of course, the queers thrive. Such a simple kiss. In this moment, we knew what it was, but also we're going to take a win. A win is a win. Okay. That's what <laughs> we're going to take. We're going to take that win being a win, yeah. especially because the queers are very much big fans of both of them. But of course, the straights could not have that piece, mainly because a photographer was able to catch the exact moment. So, of course, people made it seem like they were on a rom-com and just out here mouth <laughs> open tongues out basically performing a porno on the stage of the oscar academy which it was the quickest it was and that's it that's yeah. it that's all it was so 
Folks are saying that Angela had to do this on the night that she happened to win her first (laughs) Oscar. They compared it saying allegedly to to how like Halle Berry had to cancel her nudity clause in her contract to be in Monsters Ball so that she could get some visibility. Like the way that y'all come up with some conspiracy theories is wild. So we be wild. (laughs) literally and this was coming from like some of these quotes that i got i got from reading the root so it was black people who were yeah who were saying all of this and going off about it so i just want to say out of all of this first of all angela bassett girl congratulations regina king the fact that you were even back out on stage especially after your son kudos to you girl and at the end of the day let black women show love to black women and leave them alone okay Admiration is admiration. Support is support. Y'all are trying to run away with things because you have clearly nothing better to do with your time. You continue to have nothing better to do with our time. And you're saying that we are throwing the queer agenda into the faces of people. If this was in our queer agenda, it's working just fine. Just fine. If it was, I don't even think we could have hoped for this to happen in our queer agenda. Yet here it is. It so we're going to take it. We're going to take it. list for 2024. Okay. <laughs> like it was you know, hopefully by 2020, 2030, but you know, here we are well above well, schedule, well agenda, you know, so we'll take it. So yeah, take it. That's uh, yeah. what's happening. But Angela deserved this. I think she's like, this is the first time. No, like the second, like, okay. Words are hard. This is, <laughs> she's only, what word am I trying to say? I don't even know. But it's been a long time since the last time a black woman received an honorary Oscar. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, I fought really yeah. hard for that. <laughs> <laughs> fought really hard for that. You Thank you for it. coming on that journey. We made it. It's been a long time since a black woman has received an honorary Oscar. And she is one of those that a thousand percent deserved it. So go you girl. She don't you think thing. it's funny that mm. they think the agenda is they were like. Now, Angela. We could give you this honorary Oscar. However, we need you to find someone, a black actress that everybody loves. You're going to have to kiss her on stage and then it's yours. That's the agenda. (laughs) Like that is, that's what. That's the conspiracy theory we're going with because apparently we are that persuasive. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Case you didn't know. Do you think Holly was mad that she had to remove her nudity clause? It's just like she could have just waited it out to just kiss someone on stage. I just want to know how it works. Cause like the imagination with this stuff is like it's it's something to behold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, wow, mm-hmm. okay. So that's the conversation. So okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, queer agenda. Okay. Well, last category is. We mentioned Cat Williams at the end of the last episode. That's yes, Club did. Shay Shay interview with Shannon Sharp is at 43 million views My in goodness. eight days as of today's recording. Um, there's been nothing but fallout from it. It's like some comedians who he talked about responding, like Kevin Hart, who took the high road and it's like, oh, stop being angry. And then also watch this Netflix trailer <laughs> for this movie that. He's probably made five times before. Yep. Um, and then there's other been other comedians that Cat Williams didn't mention in the, the almost three hours that have just been talking because, of course. Um, but yeah, what do you think of it? Eight days out, it's dropped at the top of the year. And I think it like kind of set the tone for the year so far. But any any thoughts on it? We never got to talk about it. You know. I think there was actually a lot of truth in that Mm -hmm. conversation the Mm -hmm. thing that i love that people are pointing out on the internet is how he did not stutter stumble miss a beat nothing even as he was taking sips of alcohol throughout so Mm -hmm. you know that there were parts of that that definitely had to be true a lot of the things that he did point out the number one one that made me cackle deep into my soul was how he called out a lot of comedians who have light skinned wives and it's just an army (laughs) of them and somebody put Mm -hmm. together all of the photos of all of them and I was beside myself 
Let's get him a weird face. Okay. And (laughs) I think he pointed out a lot of things because there was a lot of shady shit that would happen in the 80s and 90s, especially around comedians. There's still a lot of shady shit that happens for professional comedians and up and coming comedians. So I am not doubting that a lot of this happened. And I don't think he was going out to talk in spite of people i think he just finally decided that he was sick of the shit and he was Mm -hmm. just going to air out a lot of the laundry some of the things he said were very outlandish especially around like i read three thousand books and whatever it's (laughs) like exactly okay sir accepted to college Um, at seven you know this is this is the type of these are the types of stories that an uncle would tell you there's a lot Mm -hmm. of it that you'd be like oh yeah oh wow oh yeah really and then they say something outlandish and you're like bruh now i have to question everything that you said um but i know that there's truth in this and so it was interesting to hear the pieces i still need to sit down and watch the whole thing but the pieces that i got in the longer clips and i saw some that you know one two minutes long i kept copped on others that were 10 12 minutes long so i have Mm -hmm. seen a solid amount of pieces of it and i just have to say this is what it looks like for uncles to have conversations and also shannon you left a lot on the table I need you to ask more questions, but I feel like he was just as shocked as we were as he was hearing all of this information that he just didn't know what to do with that. And I was like, bruh, there was so much stuff that you could ask follow up questions on and the opportunities were there laid up for you and you did not take them. And for that, I am upset. But Cat Williams also did what Cat Williams does. And it was it was entertaining to watch and listen to. And what a way to come into this year, because it's over a week later and people are still finding more, checking different things. I was like, that's what will happen when you talk for three hours that you have so much to research (laughs) for. I feel like this Uh might be top of the news close to the end of this month and we'll still continue. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm finding it. There's a lot of interesting facts. I want people to know that comedians lived crazy ass lives still live crazy ass lives and have to navigate through it also to see it between like the older comedians and the newer comedians aka like the kevin hearts Mm -hmm. the tiffany haddish all of that Mm -hmm. crew of people to see the divide there to see how you know with with mark curry and like the things that he was talking about there i was like oh there might be something here too so absolutely i'm (laughs) really happy that he brought up certain things that needed to be said and for us to go back and be like hey where actually where did that person go Cause they were yeah. great. What did yeah. happen on this area? Cause they were great. So it was, it just felt like he just had a lot to let go. And yeah, Shannon's show was it. What about yeah. you? What'd you think? Comedy is just very competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Clearly. Um, which we kind of knew and comedians are largely kind of unhinged, but in a good way. I did think, yeah, he, you know, some of the people he talked about had been on Club Shay Shay and he he is like a direct rebuttal to what they were saying. Other things, you know, you're just shining a light on how the, you know, things go and how the industry is and how some of the, the bigger names are um, and how they've, I guess, moved through the comedy world and, you know, just world, uh, Hollywood world. So, um, yeah, I feel I feel like that interview was like two truths and a lie. Like mm-hmm. it was just like a lot of that. That's like where it's like the majority it. of it is definitely dead on yet somebody smarter than me put that but uh yeah there's some things where it's like all right like that's probably clearly a a lie there um shannon's interview style while i want of course you know want him to ask follow-ups like that's out of shannon's range shannon is not trying to first off he was talking about some (laughs) of his friends and he came out and said it too because he hit back at critics with it some of these people are his friends so he was like (laughs) <laughs> you know like in a situation where if you were out with you know someone and they were talking about your friend you might directly confront them or if you don't want to get into it you kind of let them do their thing and you move on mm-hmm. because that's how shannon was at he'd take a sip and he's just, lord jesus like because it is it's just like he didn't know he was coming to that interview he didn't know that cat was coming to take over that entire interview yep. which he did masterfully the yep entire three hours of it is just <laughs> fun to listen to like cat williams is is super smart and, and just great to listen to and funny so um you know the clips are great but if you do have time to you know whatever piss away or at work want to listen to it it is a actually a pretty fast moving almost three hour interview um so shannon had no chance <laughs> shannon was in above his head like he's getting better as a sports analyst and as a tv personality but 
like he said, he's not Lester Holt. Like he is not going to ask any follow up questions. He isn't going to, you know, get into it. And, and he doesn't, you know, to his credit, I guess he, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, end up on the bad side of some people too. So right. I wasn't too shocked with that. Um, I just needed a couple. I just need, like as a, a couple friend of them, friend, I, I was like, my did. guy, a couple. I, I wish need a couple. I just need a couple. Yeah. Ask him, ask him as you're pouring the drink. Cause the way that he just continued yeah. to pour the drink and was just like <laughs> mind blown himself. Come on, cat. <laughs> was was yeah. so funny to watch. And mm-hmm. I was just like, Shannon, you know, just go ahead and sit back and just continue. And you but, could tell the producer was behind the thing, like, uh-huh. Just keep it going. Just keep it going. This, <laughs> this is, is gonna do gold, numbers. Gold. Yeah. And the social yeah, media no. person's in the back, like, oop, let me nope. Yeah, like, nope. Clip it up. Nope. Clip it up quickly. <laughs> but you put cat put Shannon in a blender. Like there is no way it like it was Cat Williams owned this interview for the entire three hours. Even when Shannon got to his notes of asking some questions in like kind of the last hour or last 30 minutes of like whatever his little note card had, it kind of was out of place. Like it was just like, no, no, I don't, we don't care. <laughs> like just like Cat talk, like, you know, that whole he derailed whatever plan Shannon had for that interview. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen. So that was cool to see. Kevin Hart's ex-wife, Tori Hart, is going to go on tour with Cat Williams or at least have a couple dates, which some people think is petty. Maybe it is, but she is a comedian and Tori Hart and Kevin Hart have acknowledged that she did write a lot of his early material. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't she take this opportunity? She's on tour with the biggest thing in comedy. Like Kevin Hart could have put her on one of his tour Mm -hmm. dates and everything um so why not like yeah it's a little petty but it's also like why should she pass up that opportunity like go get your money you know so i thought that was kind of cool but whoo yeah cat williams i feel like that energy just has been across (laughs) this first two weeks of the 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 uh the year it's been a lot of been a lot of talking and revelations Mm -hmm. but woof so, all right, let's move on to our advice segment. Am I a bad queer? Email your questions to us at badqueerspodcast at gmail.com to be featured or DM us on IG at badqueerspod. <clears throat> okay, this first one is from Stacy. Stacy asks, am I a bad queer for wanting to lead with being FWB rather than being in a relationship on dating apps what is fwb friends with benefits Remember that friends with benefits okay I was like uh, what? i was like what are, what are the what kids are the what, saying? what are the kids what are the kids saying? Saying? <laughs> what are they saying what's that <laughs> lucky i didn't even try to pronounce it like lead with being flubbers flubbers want to be a flubs flubs being flubs <laughs> <laughs> just, just say it all confident, confidently just flubs Rather than being you take that to the in a relationship on dating flubs. Just see, be like, excuse me, are you two, are you two flubs? Or are you right. dating? And they'd be yeah. like, what? Just to see. Us old heads could fight back process. with our own slang. Flubs, you know, flubs. <laughs> I really just wanted to hook up. I have had a string of bad relationships and with them came bad sex. Damn. And I feel like I deserve to make up for that time by having no strings attached as much as I want until I decide I am ready for another relationship. My friends are giving me shade about it and say to just use a vibrator. Vibrators can't be kinky. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's somebody's slogan. <laughs> I love that. Stacy, you that one's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get the job done, but I want to, I want, <laughs> I want to slinging somebody around. I want to be slinging somebody around, get off, have a little cuddle and bounce. Is that so wrong? Stacy, Stacy, no, that's not wrong. You're not hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you, as long as you are communicating with whoever you are, about what it is and it not being serious and you know the feelings only rising to so far because it's just friends with benefits or flubs um there is nothing wrong with this at all there's nothing i don't know why your friends are giving you shade about it and everything like they can use a vibrator if they want mm-hmm. or whatever they're doing like that they'll have shit to do with you so um yeah no you're wrong. you're not wrong for this just you know make sure the people that you are uh having sex with know that it is flubs you know flubs that's like a queer dad joke 
Yeah, is what it, it is. is. I mean, I'm a, I am a queer dad. Yeah, <laughs> well, that is also dad. true. That I'm is a queer stab. Yep, out here. That so. is Flubs. very true. So you're just gonna be like, you're gonna yeah. be out here with flubs. You got flubs. Yeah. Meet but up later, I'll just laugh to myself without like, but the laugh that makes no sounds like that. Just all you hear is yes. like a clap. Yes. Like, what? <laughs> Absolutely. In your in your little <laughs> recliner. Little rock and mm-hmm. recliner. Yep. Flops. Absolutely. <laughs> it's not that funny. Yeah. Um, your friends are rude as hell. Yeah. It's all I have to say. They're just like, use a vibrator. And I'm like, look, I'm going to tell a story. I mean, hopefully my friend, oh. my friend is going to be listening to this that I'm going to be talking about. So I'm going to keep them anonymous. I mean, going to keep them anonymous. But basically, look, my friends send me screenshots of their especially gay, gay male friends, send me screenshots of their conversations on like Grindr and on Hinge and on Tinder and things like that. Gay men give no fucks. They say exactly what they want to be doing to you, how often they want to be doing it with you. And the fact that they're like, no, because this friend wants to be in a relationship and person comes in, drops in and says, yo, let me come over there and suck your dick for eight hours. And they're like, yeah, like, I'm not going to say no to that. And like, are you possibly looking for a relationship or no? Because they are genuinely looking for a relationship and people just be out here just saying their stuff. And they're like, no, nah, but like, we can stop whenever you do find it. And it's like, great. <laughs> that is the level of communication <laughs> that I feel like queer women should have. And when we were responding to said friend who told us about this, we were like, oh yeah, that would never happen on like for queer women dating apps. And they're like, what? And they're like, you're so direct. And we're like, with anything else, except for our relationships and that's the thing i feel like we put off the fact that like we are direct people generally but that's like around gossip that's around us judging other people's relationships that's around us ending up in these long-term relationships within 48 hours so no we don't leave ourselves room to just go and have a good time fuck around and then keep it pushing we don't and Mm -hmm. especially you know that you don't want to be in a relationship you said you want to lead with this which is fantastic because that means Mm -hmm. you want to communicate it and you know that you're not in a space to be in a relationship with somebody else so get the thing that you want and there are definitely people out there like please i encourage you to lead with it because there are definitely people out there who will engage with this i think you just might have to like dig a little deeper to find them but you are not a bad queer. Your friends are terrible queers because what? And go and do your thing. <laughs> go. Vibrators can't be kinky. So go do you. Mm, <laughs> Vibrators can't be kinky. I love it. I love it, Stacey. Godspeed. Have fun. Wrap up. Be safe. All that. Have a great time. Be safe. Hating ass friends. <laughs> Haters. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. all right our next and final because you know we took you through a lot in the category is uh am sure. i a bad queer comes from max max says am i a bad queer i saw a meme on one of those popular culture pages that's all in quotes mm-hmm. uh like the shade room so it's similar uh where someone had said i don't support the lgbt community but i respect my cousin who's queer so oh, take Jesus. that for what you will it started a whole bunch of negative comments in the thread and i wanted to get your all thoughts on the meme being shared max i'm not racist because i have a black friend Mm. same thing Mm. same thing wow i'm not sexist because i have a mom and a sister same thing it's the same thing there's there's nothing else to be said that's (laughs) that's literally what it is and those people don't don't care. Don't love you. They give one pass in their life about that one person or those couple of people and say, well, I can't be because I have allowed this sliver of difference in my thinking be allowed in my life. Yeah. And, you know, we don't know your relationship with your cousin. Mm-hmm. You're just saying that you have... Well, in this, I respect my cousin who is queer. And it's like, it doesn't matter if you don't respect other queer people for being queer. <laughs> like, what does that matter? It's just one person. I uh, only got capacity to. My empathy only goes f- as far as my family and who I know mm-hmm. is what that is. Yep. So. Yeah. It's popular culture pages. It's probably saw that on like the spiritual world word. <laughs> whatever you do follow that I had to 
get off that side. I was like, there is nothing spiritual about this page. <laughs> like, at all. At all. Yeah. Spiritual word. That was a time. Mm. That was a time. Yeah. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Well, all right. Well, that was our advice segment. Am I a bad queer? Uh, email your questions to us at badqueerspodcast at gmail.com to be featured or DM us on IG. All right. Backwards pod. All right. What type of backwards would it be if we didn't have unpopular queer opinions? I feel like that was the easiest mic drop ever. Also, I just want to give kudos to you for jumping in on that. Um, okay. Solid so is. I have a conversation piece. Hmm. I have a conversation that I would like to have uh, with you and mm -hmm. the audience if you want to DM us and give us your opinion as well. So opinions around what are your, your opinions around queer women who are solely in it to turn straight women out do we see it as a service to the community or do we see it as problematic we have discussed this partially before but thinking about it in terms of like i am coming for you to get you to just like admit that you're queer and i'm going to do everything that i can but i'm not going to give like queer women a chance a service to the community uh, problematic you want me to say what it is yeah, or, yeah, yeah well it is a discussion um it it trends more problematic because that's like well what what service to the community is it like that only helps that it's like growing it's out, like recruiting like, numbers for the military basically they're trying to get more oh, okay. of us out yeah. here in the world yeah. and so okay they're getting those recruitment <laughs> numbers up <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, if they drop out right afterwards, <laughs> then I guess it doesn't really matter, does it? They're not measuring um, protection here. They're just yeah. the recruiting yeah. numbers. That's Dis it. Honorably discharged. <laughs> <laughs> so get out. Um, it's like the recruits, <laughs> the quality of recruits. We check these files cool. when they try to come back and be like, um, yeah, you didn't commit the first mm -hmm. time, so we can't bring you back. You cannot. Ah. You cannot serve. <laughs> you Don't try to go serve. for another branch. Don't try and do anything yeah. else. No, thank you. <laughs> Look, you ain't eating no pussy. Get out. <laughs> Kicked out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, problematic. Like, mm. I, I know I know lesbians like that. I um, <laughs> I will hold who I'm thinking of. I was like, there is this. a story here. And I <laughs> there is need someone it. I personally, need <laughs> personally who, who moves like this. They don't think that they're doing a service to the community. But definitely, ah, the straight women just whew, cannot, cannot release themselves from the shackles of trying to oh, turn straight women so many follow-up questions um, <laughs> so yeah it's more problematic because their way of thinking too they usually hold other beliefs that are problematic i find that those mm. queer women that move this way and think mm -hmm. this way are like far right the far right <laughs> of our community like they're gonna think other problematic things like they're gonna be super into like toxic masculinity be sexist homophobic they're usually transphobic there's a lot of things that usually are wrapped up also in the people who move this way because like i can even understand for a time that like that was mm -hmm. a thing especially when i was like coming up in my queerdom but it's like the weirdest thing to like want to do that deliberately mm -hmm. You know, to like, I'm going out there, I'm going to turn these straight women out. Like, it's, yeah, yeah it's kind of weird. It's a predatory, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's, that's the word. It's predatory. It is. Yeah. So, wolf. Yeah, no, that is problematic. All right. Yeah. Problematic. Well, I was having internal thoughts about this. I was like, we haven't talked about this in a while. I'm seeing more of it. I'm seeing more content about it, just being very out and proud about the fact that they're doing this. And, I just it just felt off. It felt yeah. off. I still want to know more about this friend. But you know, we'll circle back on that another day and it'll be a good time. But uh once I saw yeah, we'll you see. saw your face, if y'all could have seen Chris's face, I was like, there is a specific person you are talking to and mm -hmm. I I want to know more. So Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 no. yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining in that there, discussion. There. But yeah, that was the thing where I was just like, it feels predatory because we're taking the time to target specific type of women go and make it happen mm -hmm. even if they're like comfortable or not or have even been able to explore That's that or not too. and it's just, just you know ugh. there's a lot of there's a lot of energy that has to go into it and you're paying a lot of attention and you're 
it's a lot. It's a lot. So that's a lot. That's where I kind of saw it. Like if that's your target audience. mm, mm, Yeah. mm -mm. Other problematic things about you for sure. sure. Yeah. And I never really thought of it like that too. Like if that's your, if that's your thing, then there are other things tied into that. So there are other things. There are layers to this. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. It usually comes as a package combo, Mm. if you will. So (laughs) yeah, there are usually other things. Huh. So my bad queer opinion. Oh, Lil Nas X. Oh, my little brother in my head. God, I love him so much. (laughs) I love him so much. He over trolls, Mm -hmm. I think, with his latest uh, single that's about to come out, Jay Christ, which comes out tonight as of Mm -hmm. recording. I'm hoping it's good because he is a really good musician. I think he over trolls. And I'm not even saying that because of the current depiction in the Jay Christ like uh, cover art of him being uh, crucified. Because that is like one of the oldest plays in music that DaBaby just did it a couple like years ago for his mm-hmm. song. When I was growing up, I remember Nas and and Diddy um, hate me now. They both got cru- crucified. It's happened before. Like it's it's mm-hmm. nothing new. Musicians go to that kind of imagery. Um, where I think he over trolls is with the Liberty University thing and all that. I'm like, okay, this rollout is very Gaga, early Gaga to me. But I think given how long he's been out, 2018, I don't think Billboard is the only indicator of success, but looking at his Billboard success, he has three number one hits, including the Longest number one ever, whatever it was for Old Town Road. Five top 10 hits. He's had 17 songs on Billboard since 2018. I think he's one of the most disrespected young superstars like Mm. ever. Montero was a very good album. It got critical acclaim. He's made nothing but good music. I know his antics do cloud that. But I feel like other people that's been overlooked in their careers and people look past that. And I don't think he's getting the same pass. And I think given his success and his songwriting, his songs that he's put out and the success of that, again, Billboard's one way to quantify that or just to, you know, represent that. But he's been pretty successful since he's come out in 2018. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he gets disrespected, but he like it like warrants. He is a superstar. Like he is, he put he has put up the numbers. He, even though he over trolls, I do think he has a lot of smart marketing schemes and stuff. And I just feel like he's still just like one of the most disrespected young superstars who's like actually mm-hmm. successful. Um, and I don't know where to place that because it's like I know a lot of that is his doing because people being tired of the trolling. But I do feel like if he was a white artist, people would overlook that even within our community. I know there's a lot of queer people who are like, I'm so tired of him and blah, blah, blah. And it's trolling. And again, I think he over trolls, but I don't think he were cutting him enough mm-hmm. slack. And I don't think he's getting the superstar pass like he should, because he should like numbers wise, he should get the superstar pass of that where it's just like, Give him, give him the the space to reinvent himself, be provocative, all that, because he's proven himself. So I don't know. I was thinking about it, and I was just like, I hope this song's gonna be good. It's coming out tonight. It might be ass, but, but you know, still he, you know, it's not like other superstars have missed. But like, given the time that he's been out, like he's knocked it out mm-hmm. of the park. Like he's done very well. So I don't know. I just feel like he's one of the most disrespected young superstars ever. So putting that All out right. there. It's my backward opinion. And uh stream his new song. Check it out. Cause he is talented. You know, once you get past antics, all that, he is very talented. So good songs. I agree with that. So sh- shout out to him. All right. 
Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this show, but you know, we would never leave you without giving shout outs to our faves. My shout out is to Black Alphabet. It's a black LGBTQ plus nonprofit arts organization based in Chicago with both national and international programming. They are committed to giving the black LGBTQ plus community a voice through the arts and media. They host art therapy sessions, film festivals, and so much more. So be sure to follow them and support at black underscore alphabet on IG. All right. And I wanted to shout out Segregation by Design, which is an IG page featuring data and remastered historic photos documenting the destruction of communities of color by redlining highways and urban renewal. It's a really good follow um, just to see how just different neighborhoods. I mean, this uh, this page does a lot of the um, a lot of black neighborhoods, big and small, smaller uh, cities. And it's just amazing to see um, and depressing, but amazing to see like the effects of like policy when it comes to um, redlining highways and urban renewal. So check out segregation by design. It's segregation underscore by underscore design and uh, learn some stuff. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next week. Take care. Shout out to Sienna Liggins for our Bad Queer soundtrack titled Me Again and our sound engineer Cesar for making us sound like we know what we're doing. If you enjoyed the episode, please take the time to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time. It's me again. Can we talk about things? I'm so sorry that I'm coming. Hello? Bird, 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 bird.